Welcome to the New Normal Podcast that includes you and in our conversations about the scriptures and how we think about God. We are seekers of truth, askers of lots of questions, and wannabe scriptorians. We strive to demonstrate the joy of living the gospel of Jesus Christ through the study of the scriptures. So let's get started. Okay, here we go. We're starting in uh, just kind of where we left off actually with the last podcast, uh, Alma 18. Uh, Before we talked about um, Ammon and his ability to show that he cared before he could teach. So what we kind of want to look at today is the actual teaching. So what took place once Lamoni was prepared, what did Ammon do and what did he teach? So is the question here, what would be the most important thing you would want to teach? Um, you know, not necessarily, because like, okay, let's just do this really quickly. So go go to Alma 18. Let's let's kind of wade through this together and, and see if we can kind of come to the other side, okay? So we have, starting in verse 13 in chapter 18, Ammon's out, actually out taking care of the horses, right? Um, uh, the servants show up, Rabana is what they call him, being interpreted powerful or great king, uh, they say, hey, um, our king wants to talk to you. And he's like, oh, okay. Um, so he shows up, goes and sit, stands before the king, as it says in verse 14, for the space of an hour. I love this. They just <laughs> stared at each other they for an hour. They just stare at each other. <laughs> and, and, and he starts, that, so that then the conversation starts. And he, he kind of, as it says, reads his mind through the spirit, being filled with the spirit. He knows the thoughts I really of the king. Wish, I really wish I knew what Ammon was saying. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think it's great that he admits, for he knew not what he should say unto him. Which So that happens. How stinking embarrassing is that scenario, where you're just standing there for an hour with nothing coming to your head? No, I guess I can. refreshing, actually. <laughs> I think it would be great. That the, and we know that King Lamoni is prepped, because you, going back to verse 5, he recognizes that if this is a great spirit, yeah. Well, king, we never, so okay. So king is making an assumption. Yeah, well, yeah. You can see Lamoni having his own thing, right? I'm just this saying. This is hey, a great spirit. What do I speaking say? Speaking back at our high school insecurities, if I stood in front of somebody for an hour and all they do is staring at me, <laughs> that's different. <laughs> They've already spent some time together. No, I, I can. I can actually relate. Um, you know, it got me thinking. There's been times where I have met with somebody as either a bishop or oh. stake president. And, they and just I stare know, at you. and I know that something's on their mind. Well, actually, there was a case where um, my sister just cried for like ten minutes. She That's could not. Thing. She could not get to the point to actually start talking. She just kind of just was like quietly just. So what did you do? Did I you just say, waited. You I say, just waited you until she was ready to. You talk. said it's okay. Take your yeah. time. Take your time. And I'm sure there was probably something like <laughs> yeah. Like, I was like, take 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 your time, King. Or I'm not sure what I should say right now. I'm going to wait a minute. Right. It'll come. And maybe that's something to be said is, hey, don't try to fill in space. He was feeling so bad. Let, let he the was remembering spirit. Yeah, let the spirit work on He had slayed the servants prior to Ammon. Yeah. This is a great lesson of a teacher just allowing silence. Yeah. And don't, letting them kind of go through yeah. what they're going through. Don't don't be afraid to just let silence happen. Yeah, just, just because nothing is being said does not mean nothing's happening. Right? Yeah, that's why I don't think it's so bad. Sunday school teachers. <laughs> I'm saying this to you. Not just Leave silence. Oh, it happens. Parents, with parents. yes, absolutely. Yeah. Let, silence is not a bad thing sometimes. Um, discerning with the spirit, right? That's kind of the, the caveat here. He so, does ask him a question, which I think is important also. There comes a point, 15, what desirest thou of me? He does. 
He's not going to answer. And the king answers them, than, right? Yeah. So, so we go through this whole thing of, of getting the wheels churning. Do you think the arms are still in the corner of the room? <laughs> Do you think that's what King Lamone is looking at? He just keeps, just keeps, keeps staring, staring at the arms. Knowing that he had Because, I mean, that's the question. Is it because thou hast heard I defended the servants and thy flocks and he's, slew seven of their brethren so with a sling and smote off the arms of others? So is he's watching like, Lamone's glances? Yeah. Is that, is, is, that what you, <laughs> is that what you're talking about? I wonder. Okay, <laughs> so... Because that, that does start the conversation. Get through the going. weeds. Get through the weeds. So we get over here. Uh, they start having the conversation... Will you hearken to what I say? And Lamoni says something that I think every teacher, parent, leader would love to hear. Yes, I will believe anything you say right now. So they start this conversation, right? He goes all the way down talking about God. I, I think it's really interesting. He starts with very basic uh, the, the nature of God. Are you God? No, I'm not God. We don't know what, what religious experience right. Lamoni has had at this he, point. He starts at the very top with the nature of God and... Um, he, you know, he says some things that are very Jewish and Israelite, you know, about the location of heaven and whatnot. Don't get stuck on some of these things. Um, but he gets down to where he starts talking about, okay, now do you believe I'm sent from God? Um, I, I, I am a man. I am here to teach certain things. Now, if you look in starting in verse 36, so 36, 37, 38, and 39, he teaches what I feel like is the backbone of all teaching. Okay, um, he teaches the creation, the fall, and then in verse thirty-nine, uh, he teaches the redemption, plan of redemption. So basically, what he just taught was the plan of salvation. Plan of salvation. Now, um, I will say, he did not pull out a board, and he did not start <laughs> drawing circles. In the words of Elder Clark. Beware the circles. That's right. Because you can really teach the plan very simply. I mean, we were talking. So I'm going you know, to insert my little my little thing here. If we teach the plan like it's a mall map, yeah, it's very hard to answer the tough questions. Right. Exactly. But if we teach it the way that Ammon teaches it here, of there there is a there is a a, a, a becoming that's going to take place. So so here here so this will be the question that I ask you. So verse thirty six. He starts with the creation of the world, creation of Adam. Then he talks about, it says, told him all the things concerning the fall of man. And then he rehearsed scripture, blah, blah, blah. And then he gets to, okay, why? And now I, I, I'm going to just open it up, not for any doy answers. But why, why do you feel like this is the best approach to teaching Lamoni at this point? To go creation, fall, redemption. So if you're to look into the text, why would you feel like this is a good thing for for Ammon to start with? So there there is a, an assumption, if you go back to verse 5, that talks about the tradition of Lamoni. Okay. Now this was the tradition of Lamoni, which he had received from his father, that there was a great spirit. Notwithstanding they believed in great spirit, they supposed that whatsoever they did was right. Okay. Nevertheless, Lamoni began to fear with the fear lest he had done wrong in slaying his servant. So how would you put that in modern terms? What is it that was his previous belief? A um, little bit of YOLO. Okay. A little bit of eat, drink, and be merry. Uh, maybe relativism. Kind of relativism. This yeah. is my truth. And because my father taught it to this me this way. This is my truth. I love that. <laughs> because my father taught it to me this way. Well, you tell me my dad's wrong. Well, you know, there, it, there's, there's a little tribalism. There's a little bit of this... 
defending some beliefs. And so, so and so if 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 Ammon is going to start at the very beginning, especially where he, uh, the I, I guess I've never caught that he told him all things concerning the fall of man, which is that the fall brought about mortality. Yeah, we're going to die. Right. But these conditions of now we have, now we're agents. Right. We have actions, um, and he even he even brings up Lehi. Lehi, some of the prophets. Lehi's probably greatest teachings in my eyes is is Second Nephi chapter two. Right. Right. Where he teaches this same these same principles and helps them understand what true agency is. It's not just whatever I do is right, but there are laws. Right. Which means there's a lawgiver. We need to know those laws. Then there's opposition, and then we're free to choose. And if he's going to teach all things concerning the fall of man, he's helping Lamoni, Lamoni see that some of the traditions that you've grown up with, they're incorrect. Right. And we need to, we need to course correct some things. So, Nikki, building on that, we had that discussion about 38. So how do you feel like that fits? Um, he's telling them of the past rebellions of Laman and Lemuel. His... Ancestors, right? The fathers of the fathers. So, could yeah. be a real touchy subject to say, "This is where you guys went wrong." <laughs> but which, which we know is touchy, because King Lamoni's father says, "What are you doing with this Nephite, the son of a liar?" Liars. Right. Yeah. Right. And so we know it's touchy. Well, and I think he really set it up well to do it in even thirty-four and thirty-five. I know I go back sometimes, but when he testifies that. I am called of his Holy Spirit to teach these things unto the people, this people, that they may be brought to a knowledge of that which is just and true. And a portion of that Spirit dwelleth in me and giveth me knowledge and also power according to my faith and desires which are in God. Right. So why is he teaching it this way? Because God wants him to. Right. And he's about to teach him redemption. Well, and he, and he, has, a, he has a position of trust with Lamoni now. And right. he can, yeah. So he has this position of trust that, going back to our previous podcast, like he's demonstrated, I'm doing this because I care. This isn't, I don't, have any, other, I don't have any other ulterior motives. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going to be bold and, and rehearse unto you the, the, the rebellions of Laman and Lemuel, which is a touchy subject, it, it's coming from a good place. And Ramona's yeah. mm-hmm. right. heart is prepared to hear this. Yeah, he's not, not having some Nephite come and preach to him. As they have Ooh. done for hundreds of years, yes. trying to convert them to the Nephite monarchy mm-hmm. up to this point. Now, what's interesting is um, he's coming to, there's some realization happening here. He starts off with all things concerning the fall of Adam, gets all the way to Lehi, gets all the way to Laman and Lemuel, and it says in verse 38, the rebellions, right? And the rebellions of Ishmael and related and expounded all these things from the records of all, all of that. So if you were to teach creation and fall and stop there, I mean, that's a pretty dismal conversation, right? But he says in verse 39, but this is not all. He expounded unto them the plan of redemption, which was prepared from the foundation of the world. And he also made known unto them concerning the coming of Christ. Now, a couple of things that maybe we can go into. Um, Let me read the guide to the scriptures definition of redemption, but I'd love for you to read the more secular definitions. Maybe we can try to understand why this would be really impactful. So we're, we're trying to understand this word redeemed, right. redemption. Why is, why, well, is it, why is it here that he calls it the plan of redemption when in a previous verse he called it the plan of salvation? Right. Does, well, he, well, does he use that phrase? Maybe he I don't know if he phrase. does in this chapter, but... But it's referred to as the plan of redemption here. But then remembering that this is Lamoni who is starting to come to a recollection of 
some pretty horrific things that he's done, mm-hmm. his fathers have done, all the way up to Laman and Lemuel. With the hope that any of us that have been, they use the term dark veil of unbelief or right. darkness, what could this message do yeah. for them? The kind of hope this that this redemption. would bring. Absolutely. Yeah. So in the guide to the scriptures, it says that the redemption of Christ or redemption, the word redeem, is to deliver, to purchase, or to ransom, such as to free a person from bondage by payment. So so that's from the guide to scriptures, but I think we can kind of see some other perspectives. Yeah, this is this is from the uh, the, the Oxford Dictionary. Um, talk, the word redeem um, is a verb. And it, so the first one, compensate for the faults or bad aspects of, or if you want to expand that out, to do something that compensates for poor past performance. And in this case, for Lamoni, there's a lot of Poor past performance. Yeah, whether it's his, and that's what he's, and that's what he's or being. His people. That's what he's being struck with, right? He's like, right. oh my gosh, have we been doing this wrong? Because he has that moment, that realization. Maybe I wasn't right. as right. Um, second definition: to gain or regain possession of something in exchange for payment. This would be like a coupon that you redeem, right, or a voucher, right. I find that definition and the last one that you read very interesting because there has to be a payment made for my light Mm -hmm. so for me to move from darkness to light there is probably going to be a payment on someone else's part Mm -hmm. to have that knowledge given and through christ that the payment was his life and for us in the case of ministering and service and caring ammon had to give payment of time and work and effort for king lamoni to be able to have this light through the see, Holy Ghost. See, now it's an interesting concept because we have been told that we can become saviors on Mount Zion, right? How do we maybe, do that? Maybe that is the, the, payment. the payment that we're talking about, our time, our energy, our to love. To redeem our, others and to gather Israel. Yeah. That, um, is, we are not, that is the definition of consecration. Yeah, we are not yeah. the Redeemer, but we are Redeemers. We're in the actor, the motion, and work and effort. Chapter 17, the Lord tells Ammon and his brethren to be examples. Right. Yeah. To be full of of patience and long-suffering. And in this case, what... You have to put in some effort. And and in this case, he is exemplifying the Redeemer. Mm -hmm. So this is very Christ-like in its type. So here's the last last definition. Probably one of my favorites. Yeah, this is one that kind of got us thinking a little bit. The third one is to fulfill or carry out as in a pledge or a promise. So if we apply that now to the Redeemer, now we're going pre-mortal, the anointed one, right? Um, foreordained one, um, chosen, my, my son who was yeah, chosen now, before the foundation. Now, now of we're the world. talking Messiah, right? Yeah, now we're the talking anointed. about the full purpose of, of who this, this member of the Godhead would be. So, that, so these guys are Old Testament, pre-Christ, um, this is a pledge or a promise that is yet to happen. It's they're going to be redeemed. The day of their redemption is coming, and for us, that's after the fact. He has already carried out this pledge or a promise, and and he's purchased he's purchased us right in the future right. And so we can see the infant. We can see infinity in both directions from this very central turning point of the meridian time of when Christ carries out the work of the atonement um, to become. Our redeemer. So if this is like you and you're Lamoni and suddenly this vision of not your your vision of who God is, uh, the vision of all the wrong turns that have been made in your people's existence and in, and in your life. Most recent. Even. Most recent mm-hmm. even. And then now you're starting to see this view of a redemption made by a redeemer. Mm-hmm. 
Is there any wonder why he passes out? Yeah. No. O Lord, have mercy according to thy abundant mercy, which thou hast had upon the people of Nephi. Have it upon me and my people. Right. And Boom. to and know that regardless of his actions, he was going to be forgiven. And that is the message of the Redeemer, that when you repent, it is possible to be free of all of that darkness mm-hmm. and hurt and sadness. I wish, I wish there was a book of Lamoni where we could actually hear him talk about, I, you know, we, we think that Alma 36 is so great because he talks about being in the gall of bitterness and, and how he was able to kind of go through some of these things. I bet you this is very similar because it, it says in verse 43, uh, for the space of two days and two nights, but if you were to jump to so 19, he, can, can we go to 19 then? Because that's where I was going to go. 19, 12, and 13. Well, I was going to do 13. So chapter 19, 12, and 13. So yeah, 12, 12, is, and 13. 12 is when he arises. This is after the time. Blessed be the name of the Lord. But verse 13 is he calls out, For surely as thou livest, talking to his wife, behold, I have seen my Redeemer. He doesn't call him the Messiah. He doesn't call him the Lamb. He doesn't no. call him by any of these he other titles. The one that has redeemed. I have redeemed. seen my Redeemer, and he shall come forth and be born of a woman. He shall redeem all mankind who believe on his name. And then, boom, boom. And then when he had said this, his heart was swollen, <laughs> and everybody starts dropping. Right? And Ammon, seeing this redemption, he also he, succumbs. This is, yeah, I think we get a little bit weird about everybody passing out, but this is a pretty pivotal moment for... Their mortal experience. Look, I've seen to know. Yeah, it's yeah. exactly. I've seen videos of publishers clearing house or lottery when, <laughs> when they realize that they've won. They're so overcome with this, uh, and they just drop. Right. It is an actual physical response to joy that is so all-encompassing. Have you, have you ever? F- I mean, I just look at that and go, I've never had a publisher clearinghouse experience in the gospel. <laughs> I don't I don't know who I could say I've had that. Well, he's listening to Ammon, and then as 40, we said that King believed all of his words. 41, mm-hmm. when he calls out for the Lord to have mercy, mm-hmm. that's his action of saying, I believe that this word. is possible. Yeah. Please free me. And so almost the passing out is the motion of, here is the relief. Right. Here is your opportunity to be... I'm not you saying wake up again and pass out again. I'm not saying we have to pass out to prove that we have come to understand and know and believe that Christ is our redeemer, but I am saying that there is a moment where that realization needs to come. So when has it come? For at, me, what, at what point? It's that realization that I've done something wrong and you're feeling the godly sorrow, mm-hmm. and you want no part of it anymore. Mm-hmm. You want to be so free of it, it doesn't matter what the steps are to come back, that you'll visit with your bishop, you'll do those things necessary. And then when you do, the freedom that comes, not the freedom, the peace and the joy that comes and the comfort. Uh, I think that we have this more often than not. Not I think that we, we do. Absolutely. pass out, but that we have that yep. feeling of our Redeemer. And if we don't, Loving us. We, we need what to take those doing? steps, right? My my six, eight-year-old, she's Why eight now. Not? My eight-year-old is a perfect example of this. She hates the feeling of the the grossness of, you know, having fought with a sibling or having done something wrong. She's so quick to ask for forgiveness because she loves the feeling afterwards. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we just need to have that childlike, I want to feel good. I, I want to have that redemption. I want to have that peace again. And so there you go. This is. I've said to many of um, my students recently, just because I want them to know that this is possible, when he's calling out, Oh Lord, have mercy, I almost feel like that's having your bishop's number on your cell phone. That moment of, I just need to visit. 
need to get this off. We need to talk out loud. Yep. And then you go through this process of healing like Lamona is going to do. Yeah. I think of, I think of the, uh, the 11-year-old boy that made an appointment with me when I was a bishop. Hmm. And uh, very proper when, he, when, I, when I came to meet, greet him, shook his hand. And as soon as that door closed, he just melted. Hmm. Just, just started crying. I was, I was strong like, enough oh, to buddy. walk in here. <laughs> yes, it really was. It was like I made it this far. And then he just kind of melted. I was like, oh, buddy, what's going on? And I sat him down and... A friend of his had shown him a picture of a girl in a swimsuit, and he just, innocent, but he was like, oh my gosh, pornography, and I just, (laughs) like, and he was so overcome by this, and I just remember just being very inspired, like, he was so, he was more concerned about making things right, he didn't try to justify it, he didn't try, he just, I need to make this right, I need to visit with my bishop, and I was like, and so we, 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 we talked through some scriptures, but what a beautiful experience that yeah. was. His heart was swollen within him. He was. And when he left, he was so happy. Mm-hmm. When, he, when he had that assurance, like, you did, you did everything right. The, yeah. Lord is, the Lord is pleased with you. You're, you're still acceptable in it. That, that kind of. So maybe we ought to end with the words of the queen. So when she has her moment of passing out and she finally gets back up, this is Alma 19, 29. She says, oh, blessed Jesus, who has saved me from an awful hell. Oh, blessed God, have mercy on this people. I mean, here's, here is our hope that we can have experiences uh, understanding the redemption of Christ and our role to play in that and our role to repent so that we can have that moment of gratitude. This podcast expresses independent views of hosts and guests which are our own and are not intended to reflect the official views or teachings of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints.